Good morning and welcome to our God's Word for today, devotional. And we will go now to Job chapter 9, and we'll be treating the whole chapter 1 to 35, but let me read to you today verses 1 to 11. Job 9, 1 to 11. Then Job answered and said, Truly, I know that it is so. But how can a man be in the right before God? If one wished to contend with him, one could not answer him once in a thousand times. He is wise in heart and mighty in strength. Who has hardened himself against him and succeeded? He who removes mountains and they know it not, when he overturns them in his anger, who shakes the earth out of its place and its pillars tremble, who commands the sun and it does not rise, who seals up the stars, who alone stressed out the heavens and trampled the waves of the sea, who made the bear and Orion, the Pleiades and the chambers of the south, who does, not, who does great things beyond searching out and marvelous things beyond number. Behold, he passes by me, and I see him not. He moves on, but I do not perceive him. But as he closed this chapter, he, he said in verse 31, or in, in, in verse 33, there is no arbiter or arbiter between us who might lay his hand on us both. So Job again answered, and this was what he said, that there is no arbiter between himself and God. Now in this chapter, Job did not lose his belief in God as he stated. He recognized the sovereignty of God. That's why he said here in verse 2 to 4, or oh, truly I know that it is so, but how can a man be in the right before God? If one wished to contend with him, one could not answer him once in a thousand times. He is wise in heart and mighty in strength, who has hardened himself against him, against God, and succeeded. So he believed in the sovereignty and the power of God. Job and his friends assume that God punishes evil. And upon knowing this, Job asked, How can a man be in the right before God? Actually, Eliphaz asked the same question in Job chapter 4, verse 17. Can a man be pure before his maker? And this is the dilemma that only God could answer. God, who is this, the creator of the universe, as Job mentioned here, the mountains, the seas, the stars, and constellations like Orion, Pleiades, and so on and so forth. But Job wondered, why is God so distant, aloof, and unfathomable? As he explained, or exclaimed in verse 10 to 12, Behold, he passes by me, and I see him not. He moves on, but I do not perceive him. Behold, these Nazis away, who can turn him back? Who will say to him, what are you doing? So it's, it's impossible, or it was very hard and difficult for Job to determine and to know God. And 
that is true because God is sovereign. God is unchurchable as God. He was claiming that he was blameless. Job claimed that he was blameless, but it does not mean that he claimed that he was perfect. He said in verse 20, Though I am in the right, my own mouth would condemn me. Though I am blameless, he would prove me perverse. As far as he was concerned, he did not change. He had a lot of properties, animals, and he became the mighty or even his, his might was incomparable in all the people, among the, all the people in the East during his time. He did not change. He always maintained his integrity. When he said, I am blameless, it does not mean that he postured himself that he was perfect. He cannot commit any sin. I believe he, he acknowledged that he had sin, but he settled his sins before God. Yet, for him, God was indifferent. He said in verse 16, He crosses me with a tempest and multiplies my wounds without cause. Job, as if she was, he was saying, Yes, I am a sinner. I did sin, I did commit sin, but I did not fail to settle my sin before God. I ask him and and confess and forgive and ask forgiveness before my God. So he felt that he he had nothing in his heart that he harbored, that he did not settle with God. That's why the question is how could God, how could Job present his case against such unfathomable God. He had this question and dilemma. How could he present himself before an unfathomable God? His only hope, as he said in verse 14 and 15, is to throw himself upon the mercy of God, who is the judge himself. He said in verse 14 and 15, How then can I answer him? Choosing my words with him, though I am in the right, I cannot answer him. I must appeal for mercy to my accuser. So Joe realized that he does not need explanation and justice before God because he knew that he was a sinner. He just threw upon the mercies of God. His efforts to live a blameless life seemed to him as nothing. As he said in verse 28 to 31, I became afraid of all my suffering, for I know you. I know you will not hold me innocent. I shall be condemned. Why then do I labor in vain? If I wash myself with snow and cleanse my hands with lye, Yet you will plunge me into a pit, and my own clothes will abhor me. So as he asked God here, I become afraid of all my suffering, for I know you will not hold me innocent. I shall be condemned. Why then do I do 
what, why then do I labor in vain? So he was saying this to, to um, because he has the, some question that why should I strive to be to be good and holy when it's all vain? I tried to wash up myself with snow and cleanse my heart or my hands with lye. Yet you will plunge me into a pit and my own clothes which will abhor him. That's why he resigned to say here in verse 32 and 33, for he is not a man. God is not a man as I am, that I might answer him. That we should come to trial together. So he realized that God, God's justice is of different plane than my way of thinking of justice. So he recognized that there is a divine justice that is incomprehensible to him. He is not the man as I am, he said. But the greatest need that he recognizes is that there is no arbiter between us who might lay his hand on both of us. There is no mediator or arbiter. Now this has allusion to his cry for the Messiah. In other words, as if Job was saying, I need an arbiter, I need a mediator. Now this is the illusion of the coming of the Messiah. And everyone of else, we need the Messiah. Even today, no matter how we try to live godly, we try to avoid sin, we try to follow the law, and we try to be a good person. No matter how we try, our goodness is far satisfactory or unsatisfactory before God. There is no such thing as I am so good that God can accept me. There is no one good, no, not one. For all have sinned comes of the glory of God. In other words, how good are we? Even the goodest person in this world, even the most morally upright person in this world, he is far unsatisfactory before God. So the question is that how can we plead our case before the Father in heaven? That, that's why Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, there is only one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Thank, thank God for Jesus. He is our arbiter. He is our Messiah. Well, in the life of Job, he experienced so much pain. He cannot understand why. He always maintained his integrity. He did not change. He has a lot of blessings materially, but he has not failed as far as he is concerned. He was blameless. He settled his accountabilities before God. Yet, God seemed distant. But thank God for this truth. This morning, that Jesus came down in order to become our mediator. We are hopeful now. We are not hopeless because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, without the Lord Jesus Christ, we will be hopeless. But because of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did at the cross, we are hopeful. We are full of hope, whatever will happen in the future. Whatever will happen 
in the next few days and months and years. Christ is our anchor. He is our hope. He is our arbiter. He is our mediator. I hope that he is to you. I hope that you have trusted him as your Lord and Savior. Otherwise, there is no meaning why we live this world of much brokenness and a lot of problems and pains. Jesus is the only way, was the only reason why we could be motivated to endure hardships in life. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you have written, you have, uh, you have moved godly men in the, in the past, Lord, to write like this book of poetry in Job in order for us to recognize that you are really our good God. You cannot commit any mistake. You cannot commit any wrong. And I pray that the words of God today to the passage that we have read will stay in our hearts, Lord. There, there will be a lot of questions that we cannot answer in this world. We, we might be asking some questions that nobody can answer except you, Lord. But it does not mean, or it, it does not always follow. We have the answers of all our questions. But enough is the truth, Lord, that you are with us. And you are going to fulfill your plans in our lives. Even though there are times that we cannot understand, just like Job. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.